Welcome to Average Joe's Gaming Podcast with your hosts, Joe and Adam Collins from Bearded Board Games. Tonight's episode, the season two finale. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Adam. And we are back, but you're the new Tom, right? Yes, yes. We ditched the mustache for the beard. That seems like a fair trade. It's, yeah, I think so. So what have you acquired lately? I hear you've gotten quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six new games in the last couple weeks. Wow. Yeah, don't tell my wife. I just tell her the boxes that are showing up are for her. Right. I mean, that's a typical way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Then I got to figure out what I'm actually going to get my wife that came in six boxes. But anyway, uh, so I picked up the new uh, Ticket to Ride Amsterdam. OK. Which is like the new s- smaller city one like they do the New York and the London. This one, uh, what I love about it is instead of like the taxis of London and or of New York and all that and the trains, they are push carts of Amsterdam from uh, back in the day. And so you're trying to connect cities to, I think they call them contracts. Um, So same basic play. You don't have that many, I think it's 15 different carts is all you've got to place uh, before you run out. Uh, So very quick game. The one thing that I, I, they added, so like in all of them, they add something different, like New York, they added the, um, main attractions like if you could get them to big city attractions that was worth extra points uh then london it was if you could get this group together like the one group the two group this one they have on the routes they have carts shadowed into them and if you claim that route you get a card like a i can't remember what they call them like a special route card then at the end of the game the person with the most gets a bonus but the problem that I had with it was my my route definitely benefited from that because all three of the routes I had to claim to complete my ticket had that. So I got three cards right away. So if you're playing your cards, you may not be able to pick up these special tickets as easily as somebody else. And if you don't pick up enough, then I got eight bonus points at the end of the game. So I had eight. My son, who I played, he his routes were on the other side and he just couldn't get any. So without collecting one, you score zero. If he'd have gotten one, he'd have gotten four points. But it's it's a very big game killer to me on that one, unfortunately. Okay. What else did you get? <laughs> I got um, Solar Draft by T. What is that one? TMG. Um, Tasty Mitchell Games. It's a card drafting game where you're building a solar system. Oh, okay. It's a lot of fun, man. Uh, you start off with the sun, and then if you play normal side, then you have everybody has the same special abilities, but you can flip it over for like the quote unquote advanced side, and each diff- each sun has a different special ability. Uh, but it's like a draft card drafting game where you on your turn you pick up. A card from the center that's face up, or you can take the one top down, or you can play a card from your hand. And the goal is the planets, or what you're trying to play, you're trying to place eight planets. 
but each planet can score differently based on certain attributes. Like it could say, you know, this planet's worth two points, but you can get a bonus four points if you can get three moons on it. And then there's moon cards and then there's uh, comet cards. So another moon could be this one's worth a bonus if it's between two comets. And so you're trying to build your solar system to maximize the points of all your planets and all your comets and all your moons. Uh, that was really fun. Takes about 30 minutes, but it's a, it's a good game. It's a solid game. Um, so that one's a good one. If you like, sounds very interesting. I, I, I'm going to check that one out. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the other one I got from TMG was big dig. So remember, uh, dig dug back in the day. Yeah. So it's like dig dug, but it's a, I don't want, it's not a roll and write. It's like a card. So you flip over a card and you flip it right, flip and write. And it's a, everybody gets a dry erase board and you take these Tetris looking cards and you have to mark off based on the shape of the card to try to connect to different things. At the beginning of the game, you flip over three goals. The first person to complete all three goals wins the game. And so you're trying to, so I take the shape that looks like a straight bar and then you take the zigzag and then I take whatever's left. And then once they're all gone, we flip them over because they're double sided, put them back in the middle and draft again. And it's, it's interesting. It's fun. It's light. Not a, not a game that you're going to want to break out with your four X, you know, scythe players. Okay. That could be a game. You're like, Hey man, you like scythe? You're going to love this 10 minute game meant for eight year olds. Ooh, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I was like, <laughs> I can totally play this game. So that yeah, was you said eight year olds. So, I mean, that's about my, my reading level. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. I understand. Um, now that what I picked up was by Cosmos. It was called a Qualen or a Qualen Aquan. Oh yes. I love this game. Yeah. Two player trying to, join colors or animals together. Yeah. So one person gets colors and one person gets the animals and that's yep. what you're trying to score with. Yes. I, I played that a couple weeks back. I absolutely love that game. Yeah. I, I liked it. Um, I, I think it's great to play, but you got to play with somebody else on your level. Yeah. Uh, I did not um, see. I, I'm an eight, eight year old reading level. And mm-hmm. uh, the person I played against was like a, a chess master. <laughs> yeah i can see that by yeah so it went down kind of similar with me uh i played against my eight-year-old and oh, the first the chess master yeah he's the chess master <laughs> he really does he does play chess he's really good uh so the first game all i beat him um while he was trying to figure it out then the second game he's like oh i figured this game out and then it wasn't even close so yeah <laughs> it's a i i enjoy it i it's not a fast game. It's not a slow game. Uh, I like the production quality of it. I think it's like right there where it needs to be. Yeah. The pieces are awesome. It's that kind of acrylic tiles. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's very nice, very well done. Yeah. And it's just got the simple board. Yep. I like the fact that they didn't, uh, bifold the board to make the box smaller. Right. I like the box, the board is the size of the box, so you don't have that board that's trying to warp and fold all your pieces in. I think they did a good job with it. It's it, it's small; doesn't take up a lot of shelf space. Yeah, uh, that was by was that Cosmos? 
Yeah. 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 I, I really yeah. like their two player games. Yeah. Uh, I, my main play playing partner is my eight year old son. And so I'm always on the lookout for a good two player game. So cool. And now you found one he can spank you in. Yeah. Yeah. But good thing I, I can beat him a big dig because man, my, my dig dug game is solid. Yeah, you've got that uh, immaturity level that's just it benefits for you. <laughs> it's absolutely. It's good, it's good for something. Yeah, I mean, if it's good for Dig Dug, it's probably not going to win you Aqualand. No, or Aqualand or yeah, whatever okay. the name is. I feel like that should be like the first thing in the rules is like how to pronounce it. It should be. Like I I I think I talked about it a couple 2 3 weeks ago and I was trying to I'm like Aqualin or Aqualin or and and Tom's like, yeah, I think Aqualin because Aqua, and then he's like, well, maybe it's Aqualine. I'm like, yeah, but there's no e, so yeah. I think we spent more time pronouncing the title of the game than actually talking about the game. Well, it's like the Catan versus Catan. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so I actually have the Japanese version from when I was in Japan. I was over at Toys R Us and. They had it, and I'm like, well, I mean, I've got to pick this up while I'm here. And I picked it up, and then a coworker of mine, she speaks Japanese, and I said, hey, read this. What does this say? She said, it says Katana. And I'm like, oh, not Katan? She goes, no, it'd be a different character. This says Katana. I'm like, sweet, so it's Katan. <laughs> and I've gone with that ever since. <laughs> yep. That, that's, that's logic thinking i i like it yeah my my son just to make me mad i'll say catton but that's just him (laughs) (laughs) and every now i'm like man why do you have to be just like me dude see i want to follow that up with the hat yeah yeah exactly i wasn't quick enough on that one yeah well well, my kids hate me and that's why (laughs) your kid loves you (laughs) (laughs) could be uh i also from cosmos got the crew um, okay, how's that? So that's one that we've tried to put uh, with the two-player variant, and it's kind of awkward with two players. Um, so I'm looking forward to try to get that to the table with three or more to try to uh, – because the game says three three players on it, but they have a two-player variant. And the two-player variant is just kind of – yeah, it's just awkward. Like you have like the third – like you have the ghost third player that just kind of does stuff and – it's not quite as effective. I, not, a, not a good ghost player, shall we say. So you should definitely try it as a solo game then. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have any friends like me, then definitely. <laughs> oh, go this, this show friends. got ad- instantly sad. <laughs> <laughs> sad. I have no friends. I'm going to play the crew by myself. It's a three-player game, but I have no friends. I am my crew. <laughs> I'm like Captain Kirk and all the red shirts are dead. Yeah, except for Scotty. Come on yeah, now. The only red shirt to survive. Darn right. <laughs> it's a true the Scotsman last, right there. Absolutely. And then the last one I got was uh The Alpha by Bicycle Games. Okay. Uh I'll tell you, man. When I heard Bicycle was making games, I'm like, oh that makes sense. But at the same time, I'm like, why? Like they make cards. Why are we, you know, but it made sense. You know, they, they've got a corner market of making playing cards. Why not? Take now, the next didn't Will Wheaton that? just become like the spokesperson for bicycle games? I don't know. 
I thought that's what I I'd recently heard. That'd be good for bicycle games. I can tell you that. Yeah. Okay. So go on with the alpha. <laughs> <laughs> the alpha. Oh man. It's such a, oh, it's such a great social game, right? Cause every, so you're in charge of your own pack of wolves, right? Yep. And it plays over five rounds and whoever can have the most food after five rounds wins. And you go get food by, on your turn, you place a wolf on one of the animals in the forest. And then after all the animals are placed, whoever has majority gets that many, you know, then you roll a die uh, that kind of tells you how many you get. So like the fish, you don't ever miss, but it's only worth like two or three. But then like if you play with enough players, which I've only played with three, I'd like to get to like four or five when I get to add like the big bison you know but what happens is if you get two people with a majority so you and i both have three on there then you and i have a share and fight token and then it becomes a social experiment right okay if we both pick share we both get you know we evenly split the, the 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 take okay if one of us picks fight and the other person picks share, the person that picks fight takes all of it and you lose. Oh. If we both pick fight, we both lose. Nobody, and then neither one of us get the the uh, food. And if there's a third person on there who just happens to, who wasn't majority, they get the food and we don't. And then we lose animals from fighting. So now we're down animals in the next round. Oh, okay. And so it's a it's a game where like do you trust the person that you're up against? You know, and because obviously both of you picking share is the best way. Because some of the animals, if you go to the bigger ones, it costs food to go get them. Like the sit animals there cost you food. Okay. So you can go negative in food. Or not negative. You start off at like five or whatever and you can't go below zero. So if you send your big animals out, you, you, your pack after like the bison, then every animal you send, every wolf you send, you go down in points. But the chance of winning a lot of points is big. That's why. It, but then, like I said, if you and I both are up there, then obviously it makes sense for us to share. But, you know, if I'm going to pick share to maximize then you're going to pick fight because you can take all of it. <laughs> right. And it becomes like a huge mind game. So my wife is excited to play that one because she likes that kind of uh, social experiment, shall we say. Okay, so she likes to be the alpha in your house. That's good to know. Yeah, well, she likes to play mind games. Let's put it that way. Well, it explains why you're afraid to tell her that you buy games. Yeah, she you know, I had a good system when I was going to work in my office because I would just have them shipped to work. (laughs) (laughs) And then my son, who never lets me down, you know, I bring a game home, sneaky, put it on the game shelf, and the little dude would walk in like, hey, dad, when'd you get this game? Oh, man, come on. <laughs> I worked so hard to sneak that in the house, dude. And <laughs> Mom, he bought another game. Well, he didn't even like say that. He would just be like, right, like, you know, the wife's making dinner and I'm in there talking about my day and she's telling me about her day. And he walks in, he's like, hey, dad, when'd you get this game? And then I get that look like, 
get a new game. I'm like, no, that game's been up there for a long time. No, it hasn't, yeah. Dad. I've never seen this. Us, oh, because you haven't opened your eyes lately. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Now That's go to my... your room without supper. Yeah. <laughs> off with, you know, off with you. So, uh, just so everyone knows that I wasn't speaking out of my butt there, uh, Will Wheaton, Will Wheaton actually was announced as the games, uh, or the bicycle games global ambassador back in July. Nice. So he is associated with bicycle games. You don't like Will Wheaton? No, I do. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying when you hear bicycle, you're thinking yeah. playing cards and it's actually nice to know that there is a game enthusiast behind this now. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think it's great for bicycle games. And I totally miss out on his uh, tabletop. With oh, him. man. I was I was kind of a rough deal that they had a falling out with him and uh, uh, Geek and Sundry. Is that who was it? Um, it was the Nerdist by the time it was all okay. over, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was, well, that was that was a bad deal. It's unfortunate for him. Um, I'm telling you, though, if I ever get uh, Will Wheaton on the show, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm done. I mean, at that point, he's my co-host, and Tom's just going to have to make, take a backseat forever. <laughs> be like Tom who? Yeah, and I mean, he'll understand. It's Will Wheaton. I mean, come yeah, on. You, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't know who Tom he's was. He's standing in the corner, just angry. He's like, really? Wesley Crusher is the new co-host? Come on. Come That's on right. now. Absolutely. Like, yeah, he's cooler than you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you, with the Alpha, I was, you know, that's my first experience with bicycle games. Um, I know they have another one out called Exchange, which is like a Wall Street type game, like a buying, selling style game. And I wasn't really, you know, I'm like, eh. the Alpha just looked cooler and I'm really impressed with this. And now I'm like, man, do I go get these other games by bicycle now? Well, yeah, yeah, you do. I don't even think there's a question. And then you sneak yeah. them into the house, show them directly to your son. So that way he can go right, right into the kitchen and say, Hey mom, look what dad bought. Exactly. Save everybody time. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was really impressed by bicycle. Um, the game, it's funny because the alpha doesn't really have cards. So it's a bunch of punch outs and uh, token tokens. Okay. So, but it's, uh, it's really well made. Uh, it's a really fun game. Uh, I really think that it, it will really climb my list of playing uh, as I get it in front of more people, different groups of people. I think it'll be fun to play. I think it's that kind of game that can really change based on who you're playing it with cool so how many players is that playing oh i want to say it goes to six okay that'd make an interesting game yeah and one of the reviews i read on it said like the more you get the better and i can totally see that because you'll have a lot more rounds where you're gonna risk not getting anything if you don't Oh, no, no, no. I, I think the, the goal is just rip the other person's throat right out and then you get everything. Yeah, that sounds a little more vicious than I think the game's intended to be, but, you know, it could work for you. House rule. <laughs> <laughs> over there. call that the roadhouse move. <laughs> over there at the, the Hammerley house, there's a lot of dead bodies. Must have been playing a lot of alpha. It's a big backyard. I don't know. Yeah, you know. Just gotta remember where they all are so you don't dig up one to bury the other. 
Uh, yeah, the, the key is to dig them deep first, and then you just layer them. <laughs> layer them. <laughs> you know, like a truffle. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. Yeah, that got dark. It got dark in a hurry. It did. It's all right. I've had a bad week. <laughs> no, I hear you. All right. So is did you get anything else then? Um, not lately. Not that I've gotten played, so... Got a couple more added to my shelf of shame. Ooh, the shelf of shame. Uh, if it makes you feel any better, I have a game room of shame. Oof. Yeah, so I've, I I think I've only got about 10% of my games to the table. And I'm uh, pushing like 1,500. Yeah, see, I try real hard to not, to not do that. Um, before I really got heavy. I, mean, I try game. too, so. <laughs> well, before I got into heavy into board games, I was really big in uh, collecting DVDs and wa- and movie watching. I still watch a lot of movies, but why? Oh, <laughs> right. Well, and so I had like thousands of DVDs, and I got rid of a lot of them over time. But I was looking at them now, and I still have, you know, a few hundred. I don't even know, but so many of them are still like wrapped in cellophane. Like, yep. And it's like, man, that's was just. Why, you know, but that was also think about it, you know, 10 years ago. Well, I guess more like 15, 20 years ago. Now we didn't have Netflix and Amazon prime and Redbox and, you know, all these Disney plus services that just, Hey, you want to watch a movie? Just click a button. And there it is. I know it. I very rarely buy a movie anymore. It used to be every Tuesday movie day was coming yep. out mm-hmm. by everything that was new release. Yep. Then I, I sold it all that. to pay for divorce. Well, at least you paid for your divorce. <laughs> wow, we got dark again. This is weird. Yeah. I don't uh, want to talk to Joe anymore. <laughs> Put the other guy back on. Like, when I when I get home, like when I'm gone for work, it's usually like a week at a time. And I get home and I'm always like, oh, my wife didn't leave me while I was gone. That's good. <laughs> yeah. that You know, that's always a good sign. <laughs> I've actually had that happen where you walk in the door and she left. So, I mean, well, there's that. It's called the second marriage. Yeah. Every time I walk in the house, I'm like, hey, she's still here. Why? Hey, well, that'll win. Yeah. I'm like, why? Why? You Your kid here? comes in. Where did you get this game up? Oh, okay. Well, she was here. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like I'll sleep on the couch again. Well, you get a couch. Wow. Yeah. I have to, share with the, have to share it with the two Rottweilers, but you know. Well, there it goes again. Your throat. <laughs> yeah. One's a pillow. One sits at your feet. It's, it's all good. Yep. We're just going to go ahead and lay on your neck right now until you pass out. Yeah, you won't. You won't notice anything. Yeah. But yeah. So, so I got uh, Ripple Rush uh, because I love that game so much. And I'm like addicted to rolling rights and flipping rights and and quick little filler games. So that's been my thing lately, man. The, the, the rolling rights. R- oh, ripple rush. That's the new one by uh stronghold. Yes. Yeah. I saw that at miniature yep. market and I almost bought it. It is so addicting. Do it and then play it over and over. <laughs> it seriously plays in like 15 minutes and it is, it is so there's so much strategy and, Sometimes you'll love your life afterwards, and then the other ones you'll just crawl into a dark corner. But it is such a great game. Oh, man. I recommend it highly. I might have to go pick that up this week. Yes. You know, I, li- I live by Miniature Market, so. 
Yeah, you you're a lucky man. Um, I cannot afford to live next to miniature market. I can't either. Well, <laughs> 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 I guess you didn't say you live in a house next to miniature market. No, you just no. said next to it. So I mean, you're yeah, you're homeless with a bunch of board games. So that's cool. I live in a cardboard box that's full of board games, and I sleep outside the cardboard box. Well, yeah, you got to play your board games above you. I mean, yeah, come on. Yeah. No, Priorities, I man. Definitely want to look at Ripple Rush. I saw, uh, I just saw it at Miniature Market when I picked up uh, Ticket to Ride Amsterdam. It is such an awesome game. Um, so I, I talked to my local store, and they uh, they ordered uh, like four copies, and then got one for me. But anytime you order one, you get percentage off, and and I do a lot of demos for them when they, you know, we're actually demoing stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hear you on that one. Yeah, hopefully that'll come back sometime, you know, in the next 10 years when, you know, the plague ends. If it ends in the United States. But wow. anyway. Wow. Again, dark. Very dark. This is just anyway, the dark, dark episode. <laughs> Adam joins and <laughs> Tom and things got dark and never saw the sun again. Yes. Well, the After Hours podcast with Adam and Joe. <laughs> Put the kids to bed before listening to this one. Yeah, you're going to get depressed. You're going to need a lot of alcohol to get through this one. <laughs> oh, man. What else did you get? Uh, well, that's the only thing I got this week. Oh, but then okay. I, I got uh, four games last week. So that carried me over. And then oh. so I was able to play some games. Uh, so Fairy Trails. Have you heard of that one? Fairy Trails. I have not. Yeah. So it's a two player game. And instead of tiles, they're they're square cards. And so one person picks the the gnomes and the other person takes the fairies and what you're trying to do is you're trying to place these tiles or well they're cards uh but you place these cards in a tile laying fashion kind of like fences (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but you have these trails and you're you have yellow trails for the gnomes and you have purple or pink trails for the fairies and then you have these little awesome they're not glass but they they totally look glass these little kind of uh flat marble shaped discs and you'll you'll place those on the houses once you've closed in a trail and once the the first person has used all of their markers the game ends and then that person wins it's only a two-player game and it played really quick uh i think 20 minutes or maybe 25 but the artwork's really cool in it it's a yui rosenberg game and uh it's just really fun i picked it up at uh, dragon's den and they had this this little case next to the register that was all full of games under 20 dollars. and i was like oh what's that <laughs> oh man see that's where you, they get you man Oh, I told him, I said, dude, this is a great marketing tactic because you always have the impulse buys and impulse buys are under 20 bucks. Well, see, that's so, how I ended up with so many DVDs. It was like, hey, you know, <laughs> the, the, the 550 bin at Walmart, you know? Yeah, the 550 bin. Gotta yeah, love that. I don't even go there anymore. But yeah, the the, the uh, under 20, that, I'm glad another place. Well, you know, Mini Market has a, an under 20 uh shelf oh see there you go and that's where i pick up all my rolling rights yep yeah and so they're just they're fun games Uh, i played nutty noodles so the nutty noodles 
is uh, a game that looks like a, like a Chinese to go box. And that's like the first thing I saw. I'm like, Oh, that looks like a cool box. I absolutely hate the storage solution for the, <laughs> but they look so cool. <laughs> so I, in this game, you have a ta- you have four tables and it's, um, it's kind of a, a quick paced game. Like it's, you want to be the first one to notice where these cards are at, and then you're going to place your marker on the correct table. Um, so you have four tables, one through four, and then you have monsters that come out at these tables, and each monster has a food allergy. And then you have, in front of these tables, you have a bunch of bowls with noodles in them. In each bowl, there's a different arrangement of additional toppings, like you'll have peas and shrimp and fish and uh, nuts Um and then peppers, so I think he's the other one. And so you'll roll these three dice, and you're going to you roll them. That's what's supposed to be in the bowl. And say your number one monster is allergic to nuts, but you roll the dice, and it's like hot shrimp. And so you find the, the bowl with the hot shrimp, and you place your number one marker on there. And if you're the first person to do it, you get that monster. And the first, depending on player count, however many monsters it takes to win, you win that game. So... Hmm. it's uh it's it's a lot of fun um seems nice and light yeah it's uh it's for, i think it's for ages six and up so oh, I, I mostly got it uh, my my daughter kathleen is six years old and she's really into gaming so it was one that i thought maybe she could do it i'm not super aggressive when i play with her i mean i might, I might punch her in the face a couple of times if she gets you know too, too aggressive yeah yeah you know just gotta, just knock her down a peg yeah i gotta keep her alone yeah, unfortunately, she listens to the show, so then she's going to come back at me like, I, I'm going to get you this time. Yeah. yeah. She constantly tells Tom that she's going to replace him, so. <laughs> oh, I'm not kidding you. When, you. when you're getting the death stare from a six-year-old, <laughs> and she's like, I will replace you, Tom. <laughs> oh, man. There's nothing more intimidating than that. Oh, goodness. That's, That's straight awesome. up mafia right there. Well, that's like completely premeditated. So, oh yeah, I mean, she's 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 gonna get him. So, if you ever if Tom doesn't come back, we we know who to blame. It's Kathleen. Oh man, that's hilarious. So then I played oh. uh, Truffle Shuffle. Have you played that one yet? No, sounds like Nutty Noodles' cousin. Ah, Truffle Shuffle is fun. So you are trying to build these boxes of chocolates with these truffle cards and. Uh, think of Mahjong when you're playing this because you have a pyramid of cards set up and you can only take a card that it has nothing on top of it. So some some rows, the cards are exposed, so you know what's there. Sometimes or some of the rows are not exposed, and so it's a mystery card. You know what color it is, but you don't know what's on the other side of that card. And so you're trying to put your hand together before this pyramid runs out because once the pyramid runs out, rounds over and whatever you have in your your hand you have to discard down to the player count so you want to create these orders and get victory points before the round ends otherwise you've basically got a handful of cards that are awesome but you got to discard them all because it's junk now and that one is a lot of fun so that was that's truffle shuffle would definitely recommend checking that one out it's under twenty dollars that's another one that they got me at the, at the impulse <laughs> buy section. <laughs> yeah, I can hear that. I can hear that. That's definitely that's like dangerous section right there. It is a very dangerous section. Uh, if I didn't have a majority of the games, I probably would have walked out with every one of them. Yeah, well, that's where 
the uh, Wolfgang Varsh uh, clever games are. And I just oh yes, yep. I'm waiting on that third one, man. The app dropped for the third one, so I downloaded the app on my phone. Oh man, so good. Which one is that? Oh, they're calling it Clever Cubed. Oh. No, and same gameplay as the other two clevers. You know, you roll, keep three, have the silver platter. But again, completely different mechanics this time around. Um, it is just awesome. It might it might be my favorite one of the three. Oh wow! And I I'll really like. I really like the two. I really like that's pretty clever. And I think and I it's maybe it's because I just have not found a good strategy yet for twice as clever. I just can't. I'm not consistent in that game. Well, geez, stronghold games just keeps rolling out with those rolling rights. Uh, oh, I yeah. just played Second yesterday, Encore. Yeah. You played that one yet? I haven't, but I saw it was there. It's like under 20 bucks again. Oh, I absolutely loved the game. Got my butt kicked awfully. <laughs> but. <laughs> That's just because I couldn't get to where I needed to go. And it's just the strategy on these things. I mean, there's there's really nothing to look at, but they're so much fun. Dizzle. Yes. Oh, I like that one, too. That one's a blast. The only only problem I have with Dizzle is I can't play it over Zoom. Okay. Because I play a lot of these clever games with my two of my best friends, but they don't live close. And so one of my best friends lives in... By Minneapolis. So Sioux Falls. Got it. Yep. This is where you're telling me I'm your best friend. Yep. 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 This is my, this is my heartfelt moment here. Right. Okay. Um, and so we play every day. Well, not every day. We, we play at lunch when we can. And we play with one of the clever games. I'm like, Dizzle is so great, but you really need to be able to constantly see everybody's board. Right. Because otherwise, because like when you're playing the, the clever games, yeah, you kind of need to know, man, I can't leave this this yellow die because he really needs it. But I can't waste this pink die just to keep him from that yellow die. I, You know, you got to kind of weigh it out a little bit, but it's not nearly like Dizzle where you're like, well, if I take this die, he can't take anything else and I can draft all the ones I need from here on out. But I like Dizzle. Dizzle's good. I like the clever games. Looks like uh, Encore. I'll have to be picking that one up for sure. Yeah, that's another one with uh, the colors. So you'll have different. Uh, you have this whole grid of diff- like different Tetris shapes or colored boxes in different numbers, and you'll have three dice that have different colored X's on them, and you're gonna roll those, and then you have three three uh, dice with the numbers on them as number one through five. And then there's a question mark. The question mark is a uh, wild, but you only have so many wilds you can use too. And then on the, the colored uh, X's uh, there's, uh, I think five different colors. And then there's a six color, which is the black X and the black X is a wild. But again, you can only use so many wilds during the game. And so if you use them up before it's too, you know, before the game ends, you're really just hosing yourself. <laughs> Uh, Sounds like but, my strategy. Yeah. <laughs> so the game should be just called Adam. Why don't you hose yourself? <laughs> that's that's how I play uh, a lot of these uh, these rolling rights. Like I, I go, man. I'm telling you, I've played I've played that clever game so many times. That's pretty clever. The first one, right? Yep. And man, I was playing. I was like just 
killing it off everybody else's silver platter, and I could roll to save my life on my turn. <laughs> it's like all I need is like one of these three to come. No, no. Well, if you do get Encore, uh, the key is not to pass. <laughs> if you could play, play and do it smart, because I passed, oh, I would say at least five, six times. And that right there just demolished my game. There was nothing I could do after that. That's unfortunate. I think I'm going to pick up Ripple Rush, though. I would. I would greatly recommend it. I have had a lot of fun with it. I've played it maybe 10 times now, maybe more than that. And it's just, I, I'm not losing any interest in it. It's just a fun, quick filler game. See, that's uh, where they get you, man. So if my wife likes it, it's it's an instant buy for me. Well, that's, that's where you get, that's where you get, you know, they get you. These little under sub 20 games that are, are quick to table and people love them, you know. Like, that's pretty clever. I mean, I sold it. Like, I bought it. My friend in Chicago bought it. My friend in Minnesota bought it. You've got it. Like, we could totally just have a whole Zoom call of all of us just playing. That's pretty clever. <laughs> we could. I've never been invited to one of these. But, I mean, yeah, we could. When's your, when's your lunch hour? Because that's what I play. <laughs> well, I don't take lunches. So, I mean, there's that. <laughs> We can, we'll work something out on it in an evening for sure. But yeah, we, yeah. you know, 12 to 18 hours straight through. <laughs> nope. Oh, but yeah. Okay. I mean, but yeah. we'll work it out, man. <laughs> no, we'll make something work. But that's what I'm saying. Like these little games like this, that you can play over Zoom are really big right now, man. Yes. Yeah, I, I do like the the flipping rights, the rolling rights. They're just they're a lot of fun. And it does make it easy because even if you don't have the game, you really just scan the score sheet and yep. send it to your buddy. And then, okay, so this is what we're doing here. Roll it. Yep. And then that's what you get. So uh, believe it or not, I laminated some of the score sheets for that's pretty clever. Mailed them to my parents and we play with my mom. Okay. My mom, my dad plays when he, you know, sometimes my mom is like taken to that's pretty clever. So my mom, my son and I will play over, zoom or facetime or whatever because it's you know she's got her own set of dice and we've got our set of dice and we just roll and go from there but yeah it, it's great man i love i love the step up from yahtzee you know yes yeah and i enjoy yahtzee i play that with my daughter uh, oh yahtzee's great she wanted to play uh roblox for her birthday <laughs> so he's at her mom's house and I'm not. Obviously, I don't live with her mom anymore. I'm divorced. <laughs> but uh, she she's like, hey, you want to play a game for my birthday? And I'll be like, well, aren't you celebrating your birthday with your family and all that stuff? And she's like, no, my mom's sleeping all day and, and my stepdad's a jerk. <laughs> I'm like, OK, uh, when I get off work, let's play a game then. Uh, find out what you want to play and then we'll do that. And so she's sending me she's like, do you want to play Roblox? I'm like, what is that? And she starts explaining it to me. She's like, I'm like, um, do you have anything easier? <laughs> and she's like, what about uh, something, something neighbor? I'm like, uh, what's that? And she starts telling me, and I'm like, again, do you have anything my level? Like, do you have any board game stuff that we could play online? She's like, like what? And I said, well, like Yahtzee. She's like, what's that? <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? I mean, yeah. you I do live at my house like sometimes. So what you don't like to hear right there. Right. And so I had, I'm like, it's just a quick dice game. And she's like, oh, okay. 
yeah, I suppose that's probably on your level. I'm like, Sparkle. I, I'm not sure if you just insulted me or not. <laughs> I go, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so I had to play with my 15 year old daughter on her birthday of, we played Yahtzee buddies or something like that from, uh, through Facebook and, yeah. and so, yeah. you know, I schooled her. I felt pretty good about myself. Yeah. I always feel better when I beat my eight year old son. Yeah, I do. I mean, obviously, I do too. So it makes you feel good about yourself, you know. Like I'm the alpha. Yeah, watch yeah. out. And then they're just like, "No, Dad, you're a nerd." <laughs> like, what's the difference? Yeah, you know, we play video games, and we can create a whole world in Minecraft, and you can't even spell Minecraft. That's the difference, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's gonna be like that. Good luck paying for your internet. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, Farkle's another fun one. You know, doesn't all you need six dice? Oh, I know. I used to have. I used to be really big into Farkle. I had like spicy Farkle and Farkle Party and all this. I, I still have them in my game room, and I don't know why. Because it's like I could honestly strip the dice out of them and then just throw yeah. them in the garbage. But. Well, I saw this one that came with like a really nice dice tray and had like the scoring thing like on the felt in the bottom. And I'm like, oh wow. I was like, who needs that? It's Farkle. It's a $3 game. It's six dice. <laughs> yeah. But this is but fancy you, Farkle. Have you played Dragon Farkle, though? Uh, I have not played it. I haven't. Oh, man. That's one I got recently. Oh, my goodness, dude. I love it. I love it. Uh, so weird. is it anything like Farkle? Oh, yeah. So okay. the only thing I think is really weird about it is that it comes with, I want to say, six-player ability. But it comes with dice for six players, but only one person's rolling at a time. So I'm like, why do I need six sets of dice? I, we can just pass the dice. <laughs> like, I'm just, I mean, I, I guess it's I've, I've done the board game design too much. Yeah. Five, five players. But I'm like, why would you add needlessly add like six, 24 dice? To, you know, I'm going to stop you right there because you said dice. Yeah. And needlessly, and they don't belong together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting there thinking from like a cost standpoint, like, man, you don't need these other, like if you have one set of dice and then it has one special die. Um, so you need seven dice. Instead, there's like 31 in the box. I'm like, good grief. I'm not seeing a problem here. But I, so I'm a buyer and I just heard <laughs> dice. <laughs> so here's the way it works is so, um, there's a, there's like a like two different parts to the game, right? You're building your army and then you're attacking the dragon. So to build your army, you play it like Farkle. You roll the dice and it scores like Farkle. Instead of scoring points, you're banking soldiers. Okay. Then, then if you Farkle, you lose all your soldiers. And then if you decide uh, – it's the push your luck aspect. So if you decide, hey, I'm done. You know, I've, I've collected 3,000 soldiers. I'm going to stop. Then there's chips that – or they're like poker chips that have values on them and you – you know, take 3000 value. And then once you reach a certain amount of soldiers, then you can go attack the dragon. Then when you go to attack the dragon, it's like reverse Farkle. So you're still, still rolling the dice like Farkle, but then any die or any, uh, scoring dice or how many soldiers you've lost to the dragon. So I can build this army up and then you go attack the dragon and you're still rolling the dice. And he's in any, instead of adding soldiers, you lose that many soldiers. And uh, this, the extra die is what, you know, attacks the dragon and doubles your, 
you can double your recruitment and all that. And then you got little characters that give you little bonus abilities. And then um, a lot of little things to kind of tweak the game to where it's not just Farkle, but it's really just Farkle at the core of instead of banking points, you're banking soldiers. And then you go kill the soldiers while you're trying to kill the dragon. <laughs> okay. And it's, it's a blast. Um, it says it plays in 30 minutes, but it, it can really kind of drag if you can't, you know, it's a dice game. So like if it's not, if you can't roll the, you know, the luck's on your side, it can take a while. Right. But it's a good one, man. I've had that one on my shelf for a while now, and I got it because it, it was dragon. And mm-hmm. then I, I thought dice. And so, so I bought it. <laughs> I watched it on Will Wheaton's tabletop where Brandon Routh played it. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. And I, and I was like, Superman, I'm on board. I'll watch this episode. And uh, it was a hilarious episode. And is I he Superman or is he Adam? Uh, he's going to be, he's Superman to me, I guess. I don't really watch a lot of the CW stuff. Uh, see, I re- I liked him better as Adam in, uh, the legends of tomorrow or something. I don't know. I think that's what it was called. I don't know. I really got into the first few seasons and then they, uh, they messed up the characters that I liked. So <laughs> once it started, everything was a giant crossover event. Uh, it's too yeah. Much. Mostly. So I don't like those cause I don't watch some of the shows. Like I, I'm, I'm not. I don't watch Arrow. Um, I don't watch The Flash. I liked the iZombie. Zombie, and then I think I think it was Legends of Tomorrow, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I watched that one. I wasn't a big fan of Supergirl, and then they start doing these crossover events, and it's like, well, you've got to watch this because then your characters are over in here. And I'm like, you suck because I don't want to watch that show. <laughs> yeah, I got a buddy that watches all of them. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I just, I can't. I started watching the uh, uh, the DC Universe, uh, the Titans and the Swamp Thing and Doom Patrol. Well, I started with Doom Patrol and I, I just I wanted to see something with Brendan Fraser in it. Yeah. And I really like him. I like his character and uh, it was very, very well done. And then they made uh, like a crossover into Titans. Well, I guess it, it actually originated in Titans and the uh, so Timothy Dalton is the professor in Doom Patrol, which I really like him as the professor in there. And then in Titans, because that was the precursor to Doom Patrol, there's this other guy and I have no clue who he is. And I'm like, all I know is Timothy Dalton is this guy and he's not in this show. So <laughs> I'm not liking it. But yeah, I saw that the Titans is OK. It's a little raunchy. Um, cause like when I picked it up, I was thinking, oh, I could watch this with my, my teenage kids. And cause they watched teen Titans go and that oh. weird cartoon thing. Yeah. And, uh, so I watched the first episode and oh, no, you're not watching this. <laughs> yeah. I watched it is raunchy. I watched the first episode of Titans and it didn't do much for me. The only thing on the DC that I got into is that Harley Quinn show. I have not watched that yet. Oh my God. It's so good. Stop. You yeah. stop right now. <laughs> I That's like the only thing, man. The rest of them, I'm like, <sighs> I don't need. I, I just, I like to quick hit shows. 20, 25 minutes, moving on. Yeah, I, I just binge watched uh, the first season of Evil. Have you seen that? No. It's 
interesting. Um, <laughs> I I got hooked early in the season, and the the first few episodes were really the best, uh, and they were kind of the creepiest. And then it kind of just went off in this direction, and then I just started hating characters in the show. And so now I watch the show to hate people, and I I feel like that's really the premise of evil. <laughs> yeah, it's hate watching. Yes, like I like the, the main characters, but it's like, how can you let this happen? How can you let this happen to these people? You guys are are awful, and and these evil people are just getting by. It's like, why would you do something? You're supposed to be these good guys, and uh, yeah, this ruined it for me. So I can't wait for second season to come out, though. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that uh, that show it was in it was on BBC first. Now I think it's on AMC now. Uh, Gangs of London. That, okay, so, I have not yeah, seen that yet. Yeah, Cole Meany, and I'm like, Cole Meany, I love him. And he's, you know, a, a, a gang leader, a mob boss. I'm like, heck yeah. And uh, I watched that, and like the first episode, I was like, oh my gosh, this, this show is amazing. And then like the second episode, I'm like, nope, not not that amazing. And then, <laughs> like, then there was one, there's one episode that is, it's a gigantic assault on a house. So like people are like hunkered down in this house and this like giant hit team is trying to get the people out of the house. And that episode was so amazing just for that shootout on the house. And I just, for some reason, like you said, I just kept hate watching the show because I'm like, well, I'm already, you know, might as well finish it. And it was just not, it was just not worth it. And then I'm like, but if they made a second season, I'd probably watch it. <laughs> yeah isn't that the worst and i'm like but why i didn't even enjoy the first season because you need to you need to finish it to the end right exactly but my show is back right now on cinemax the uh show warrior okay oh my gosh that's that's great i actually so i saw a bus ad for it when i was in new york city uh last year and then i didn't have cinemax and the library got it and I rented it from the library and then just plowed through it. And I'm like, this show is fantastic. And now the second season's on. I have access to Cinemax. And so I've been watching that. Did you see the new trailer for Barbarians on Netflix? I did. I did see that. That was an instant ad for me. <laughs> <laughs> just the opening scene is like, am I watching Gladiator the series? And I'm like, it seems like the opening scene in Gladiator. And like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm just waiting for Russell Coe to show up and, and look young again. Oh, he needs something in his career, doesn't he? He does. But apparently it's been well to him because he looks like he eats healthy. <laughs> yep. And by healthy, I mean a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. I mean, he had his he has time in the heyday. It was early 2000s. He was doing, you know, Gladiator, which like took him through Master and Commander, which was an awful movie. And, you know. Yeah, he made some different ones. <laughs> when I say different, not Gladiator. <laughs> yeah, Proof of Life with Meg Ryan. Yeah, I'm, I don't know what that is. It's not Gladiator. Yeah. Well, he did The Insider with Al Pacino. Michael oh, is that where he played Maximus Decimus Meridius? No. Gladiator? Not. No, <laughs> no. Different movie. Same character. Oh, okay. See, I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, you lost me after Gladiator. Yeah. He's had a weird career. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of weird. Like 
at one point I heard that uh, he was he was up for Wolverine part before Hugh Jackman. I heard Tom Cruise was and neither one of those I could ever see as a Wolverine. But, you know, Russell Crowe, when he was younger, maybe that would have kept him in shape. And employed. (laughs) I mean, it did wonders for Hugh Jackman. I mean, practically (laughs) no one heard of him before that. Yeah, he had a bunch of really low budget like rom-coms and stuff, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. And I loved every one of them because he was Wolverine. Yeah. Like Kate and Leopold. Awful movie. Lee Schreiber was in it with him. Sabretooth. (laughs) It's like it was it was. I don't know. I, they were awful movies, but they were great. Oh, but I mean, Russell Crowe had those pre Gladiator movies like L.A. Confidential. Never heard of it. I thought he just his first movie was and Gladiator. Then, uh, oh, man. And Vir- Virtuosity, where he was Sid. Oh, my God. Virtuosity was him and Denzel Washington. Oh, Denzel. That was that movie was absolute trash. And I loved every second of it. Yeah, he did do some pretty good movies before Gladiator, but I'd say Gladiator's probably his his peak. Yeah, I mean, he did that. He did Beautiful Mind shortly after. That was pretty good. I I enjoyed that. It was a very different movie. Yeah. But I really enjoyed that one. I liked his turn in uh, 310 to Yuma. Oh, yeah. Yep, I enjoyed that one. Uh, Was it Ben Foster? Yes. Oh, my God. How Man, ben that Foster, movie put him on the map, I think. How Ben Foster has not been nominated for an Academy Award, I will never understand. He has uh, had so many great roles. Don't get it myself. Oh, man, yeah. 310 to Yuma was just so good. That was. And then after that, I think, uh, yeah, he's pretty much not done much since then. <laughs> well, I mean, it happens. <laughs> I mean, he did that Noah movie about Noah's Ark. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't even finish. I thought that had potential. And then I watched it (laughs) (laughs) and realized, nope. (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, yeah, this isn't gladiator. I don't know what's going on here. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, this isn't gladiator. Yeah. In in that movie, they have like some giant creatures or something like that. Or I I think I might've slept through most of that. Yeah. I didn't finish it. I'm like, I, I don't need this. Uh, yeah, it was it was not good. And, and I, they, they they do movies like that. But uh, I guess you could say that even the crappiest movie that they do is probably better than any movie that we've done because we haven't done one. Yeah, well, yeah, there's always that. They're like, well, even my crappiest movies, people still pay to see me. So <laughs> what are you going to say? <laughs> exactly. And at that point, I'm like, yeah, you're right, because I'm not Russell Crowe. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was some days. Yeah. I'd have a lot more money. I could probably eat a lot more food. And that's all life's about. Be as big as a house. (laughs) Eat a lot of food. Oh, isn't that the dream, though? Just sit at home all day and just eat yourself into a coma? Uh, Yes. I I mean, for me, it's chips and dip, so. See, I like the, uh, like, fire up the grill and just grill up way too much meat. Oh, see, I don't even have the time to fire it up. I <laughs> just eat the meat. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, that sounded I, horrible, by the way. I just want you to know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like break out that sound bit and just. Uh, <laughs> Joe, just eat the meat. Eat the meat. Eat the meat. I just want to eat the meat. 
Uh, hey, how do you feel about this game? I just want to eat the meat. <laughs> that's, that's a new rating on the on the scale. That's above, that's above how do you Almighty. Feel? Eat the meat. <laughs> that's above the uh, Joe Almighty. Oh my God, that's horrible. <laughs> Joe Almighty, you've reached the. I just want to eat the meat. <laughs> or maybe I guess it's the other way. It should be like this game's so bad. I just want to eat the meat. Yep. And I wait for it to cook. I just eat it raw. Oh man! God. See, and that's my problem: is I say stuff, and then I hear myself say the stuff, and I'm just like, "What? No, oh, man! <laughs> that like, just happened? Does that just come out of my mouth?" It's like David Cross's character in Arrested Development. Jeez. You know did you hear yourself? <laughs> I did after I said it. Oh man! We're just gonna leave that in because uh, everyone can enjoy me eating the meat. Apparently, there you go. Just eat the meat. Yeah, you gotta you laugh at yourself sometimes. T shirt and sell it right on your website. Average Joe's eat the meat. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to eat the meat. Oh. <laughs> There's a breeding oh. opportunity right there. Yep. <laughs> oh. Again, it got dark quick. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, uh, why don't we talk about your fences campaign? What's going on there? Um, so we're closing in on uh, about halfway uh, funding. About we're at like forty five percent. We got another uh, about ten days left on it, I think. But um, it's it's not didn't set the world on fire like we had hoped. Um, we really kind of set the campaign up thinking we really only needed 66% of our original backers to come back. Okay. And, um, we're just, it didn't happen. So, um, so, I mean, could that be a factor of, of kind of timing maybe with election stuff going on and well, not people not getting that stimulus check. And then I think a lot of it probably stems 2020, from kicking the nuts. Yeah. 2020. <laughs> I think a lot of it honestly stems from the, eat the, meat. Uh, the <laughs> I want to eat the meat. Um, the fact that it, we didn't do a lot of marketing on it because we, we thought we could kind of skimp by, by just kind of having our mailing list, having our past backers and our Facebook page. And we thought we had enough followers and backers before that we need, you know, we don't need all 359 to come back. But um, we also kind of tailored the campaign to be an expansion campaign where we wanted to show off all the new stuff. And there's a lot of new stuff in this campaign. And where I think some of the feedback that Tim and I have gotten, because we've been trying to figure out what went wrong. um, One of the big things was, you know, we made it a campaign focused on the expansion. So we've kind of excluded anybody who, would be interested in just buying the game. Now we have the tier that you can buy the game, the base game and the expansions, but we didn't really focus on that. And so we kind of retooled the campaign, but I don't know if we're going to be able to fund this time. We're going to let it ride for a little while longer and see, collect some more backers, try to collect some more email addresses. 
Um, and there's less than two weeks left on the campaign. Yeah, I think it ends on uh, November 5th. So um, I think there's, like I said, about 10 days left. So, okay. um, but, you know, we have a lot of people. I hate to sound like a pun, but we have a lot of people on the fence um, <laughs> <laughs> watching the campaign. Because when you have a campaign, you, you have the uh, thing called the dashboard and you can see how many people have hit that remind me button. That's gotta be and torture for you right there. Just like you've got all these people that's like, remind me. And then it's like, oh, are you gonna? Cause I mean, we're well, but, close. But see, that's the whole catch 22, right? So that's the, the Kickstarter mentality. People want to back a winner. And so they wait to it till it funds to back, but then they, it won't fund because they're not backing. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Chicken and the egg conundrum. I got that kind of mentality. I just want to back something that's cool and then I'll like it. And, you know, it's like a bummer if it doesn't succeed because it's like I really wanted this game. And and thanks for all you guys. It didn't succeed. All the ones that were supposed to be reminded. And then you're just like, hey, you know, I didn't make it. Yeah, that's why I feel like if we could be between 50 and 75 percent funded when that email goes out, I think we could fund. Right. But I mean, we've got a lot of people that have hit the remind me. And our our uh, conversion rate's really high because we had a lot of that pre – we've ran that pre-launch campaign for the hit the notify me with launch button. And we did – you know, we had a good first day. We had a decent second day. And then it's just kind of been trickling up slowly but surely the, the rest of the time. But I just don't think we're gonna we're gonna make it. But at the same time, the that forty eight hours to back and email goes out, and then the email that says you know you're almost out of time goes out. And man, I'll tell you what, on the fences campaign, our last two days were big were the the two biggest days of our campaign. Okay, but we also funded in like six days or seven days last time. But our goal was lower. <laughs> okay, so if for some reason the worst, the worst happens, and you guys don't, you don't succeed, yeah, are you gonna go ahead and regroup and maybe try it again? Maybe rebrand as yes, it's an expansion, but you can also get this great game. Yeah. So what really is going on? You know, you know, twenty twenty. Tim and I sat down and we tried to come up with a bunch of uh conventions that we were supposed that we were gonna be at. Yeah. You know, we were gonna have Geekway. We were gonna have um the one in Kansas City. There was one up in one of the one of the Dakotas somewhere that we were supposed to be at. Um hit me the there- feelers, man. Hit me the feelers. <laughs> I was supposed to hit up a couple smaller ones in like uh the uh Southern Illinois, Central Illinois area. There was a couple in Indianapolis. We were going to go, not Gen Con, because um, we could never get a table at Gen Con, but or afford it. But uh, <laughs> there goes but, your campaign right there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we were supposed to go to about six different campaign or uh, conventions before the campaign. And, you know, all the conventions just got shut down and we lost all of that. And we just didn't have, you know, even here in St. Louis, 
I was going to a board game night every first Monday of the month. There was a board game night at one of the uh, local bars that we would go to. And the last few months before the pandemic, we were really, it was really turning into a great place for, you know, independent small game designers or publishers like myself to show up, test games with people that would, you know, sitting around drinking beer and, test your games. And then, you know, I had games to sell and knock on wood, you know, never, I always sold one game every Monday, no matter what. And so slowly building, you know, that up like February is the last time we did that. So we've missed like six, seven months of now that's only six or seven games, but how many people could they have shown it to? Right. You know what I mean? And, you know, we just didn't get, the fun, we just didn't get the exposure and stuff we had planned on for 2020. So we also kind of thought only needing 66% of our backers to come back and nobody seemed to want the the high level playing the game with us over Zoom before it ever hit the streets. And some other stuff we thought, you know, we were toying with, didn't really plan out. So we will definitely be back with it um, because, as you know, they're ready to go. Right. Um they're definitely ready to go. It's just a matter of, you know, we seem that we need the funding to, to make it happen. That makes sense. So we may, we may step back. We've got some smaller, lighter uh, production games that we might try to push instead. Some 18 card games, some smaller footprint games that don't have the tiles and the custom tokens and stuff like that that we can try to push out before we push another we may even go out uh go after another big base game um mine which is called under construction we might even go after another base game before we kind of come back to fences try to build a a bigger bearded board games audience before but if we don't fund we'll definitely be back um because the expansions are great yeah, they are great, and it it's very rare to see that many expansions in a in a box like that. And then you're fitting the the original game in the box all in one. It's just it's it's awesome. I think you guys knocked that one out of the park. So yeah, I, I was really hoping that it would that it would fund very very yeah. early for you guys because it's it's just so well done. And I mean, you guys you succeeded in the original game, so I just thought this was honestly a uh, a shoe in. Yeah, so did we. So did we. And I think that when we do the next, you know, if it doesn't fund and we have to come back and fund it again later, I think what we will do is focus it as a uh, a complete game. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, like, if you don't have fences, this is a complete game. Yep. And sixty bucks for a complete game with the base game and nine expansions, 10 or 11 expansions, because, you know, we have the seasons and we have the, the other one that was going to be a secret in the rules and all that. Like, you know, it is a complete game and 60 bucks for as many different parts and pieces and ways to play. You know, that's a, that's a good deal. Oh yeah. It's a great tile laying game and it's, it's a ton of fun and it's easy to learn. And, and each expansion, just adds a little bit more to the game. And then you're by the time you're done adding that, that ninth, 10th, 11th expansion, you're so used to playing them with that, that it's just this 
this epic tile laying game and there's so much to it and it's it can get cutthroat but it's <laughs> uh it's just a lot of fun yeah no i appreciate it's very it. well done yeah we really we liked it um we loved the artwork on it uh we thought the the tiles were great the the tokens were great it just i think we just mismarketed it and uh you know learn from our mistakes and come back stronger right yeah yeah well hopefully it does i mean you still got like less than two weeks so hopefully yeah. it does fun but i mean if it doesn't then i think yeah definitely marketing it as a as a complete game and then if you already have the base game then just pick up the expansion yep and that's i think where we what the the flip we're gonna have to do next time is this is a complete game and if you already have the base game then you can buy just the expansion as opposed to saying this is an expansion pack and if you don't have the base game you can buy it too right like flipping that around would have been a big difference so so you guys end uh you said november 5th yeah so that's the weekend before the national extra life day are you guys doing anything for extra life i don't know i don't think so this year but it's something we're going to look into moving forward so I was on the fence uh, a few times because I, I originally was doing an extra life uh, early on this year because uh, the other group in Sioux Falls, um, which shouldn't matter, to be honest, <laughs> if more than one group does an extra life. That's the whole point of it. But uh, they get real butthurt that I do stuff. And uh, so I decided to do one because they were not doing one this year. Well, then um, somebody gave them the info that hey joe's doing one and uh so then they decided well we can't let that stand so now we've got to do one and so they're doing one at a at a, um a uh some public place in in town or whatever so i was thinking well i'll just do one at my house and i'll, I'll do like a 12 hour here and a 12 hour there well, yesterday, I don't know what happened. I woke up and I was just having a bad week and I was in a bad mood. And I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of being everybody's like floor mat <laughs> and being the nice guy. I want to do something to help these kids. And these kids need a lot of help. And right. so I got a hold of the uh, hall in T, which is just uh, a 10 minute drive from Sioux Falls. If that, I think it's more like uh, a couple of miles from Sioux Falls. And so they've got a nice hall where I actually used to set up on uh, my once a month game days when I used to sell board games. And uh, so I'm, I'm doing a 24 hour gig there. And so I started advertising. I was like, this is all day yesterday. I was just marketing and advertising. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know what? That's, that's where I've turned into now is I, I, I am a nice guy. I really am. And, and I always strive to bend over backwards to help people out. But I'm like, when it comes to these kids, honestly, it means a lot to me. And I, I love hearing these success stories of these, these kids and, and just the help that they need. And then the families, you know, the families, they're, they're bringing on all this cost of, of stuff for these kids. And, and so I figured, you know what, I'm just going to do it. So we're doing a 24-hour game day. Um, I'm going to do a tournament of Borgata. I don't know if you've had the pleasure of playing that yet. No, Uh, I've heard good things from you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? That's honestly, that's all that matters right now. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's an awesome deck-building mafia game. So I'm going to do a tournament of that, and then I'm going to do a tournament of this other game. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's a tile-laying game called Fences. (laughs) 
Um, so I think yeah, so. we're going to do a tournament of that. And then uh, the winner of the tournament is going to walk away with a game of that. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's what's on the agenda. And then obviously we'll have a bunch of raffles and, and I'm going to get a hold of people for, for some donations and stuff like that and go from there. So excellent. Uh, yeah, and if you know if you if you if we have something online or if you're doing something online or even if you're playing at home or whatever, hit up our Facebook page and see if anybody wants to play with you or, or if you no, want to join the team, you could join the team cuz not even my co-host has joined the team yet. <laughs> well, send me a link. I'll try to do that. Um but yeah, we could try to get online and play uh, that's pretty clever or something. There we go. That'd be so cool. We could make that happen. We could even have you set up on a, on a tablet or something as a, like a little zoom thing of, Hey, play, play a game with Adam from bearded board games. There you go. I'd love to do that. We'll definitely That'd be very cool. That. Yeah. I mean, in 24 hours, you should be able to do a 15 minute deal, right? <laughs> yeah. I should hope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless you're me and you work, you know, 23 of them. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's, so that's the, uh, I'm doing that in two weeks and then next weekend. So like, this is this is this is my my relaxing time of I just work on either work for work or I work on the average Joe name brand. And so next weekend I'm I'm part of a roll and treat with this store called Nerdvana. And uh they they're just a total nerd store. It's awesome. They got a bunch of merchandise, but they're doing a roll and treat, so uh, people dress up in costume and decorate their cars and then they hand out stuff out of the back of their cars. But people that are trick-or-treating don't get out of their cars. They just put their buckets out the window and they roll down this alley of cars and you like put a bunch of stuff in their buckets. So Nice. I, uh, I'm dressing up as a demon. There I will go. be a dice demon. I have... Uh, <laughs> I have some red lighting. I will have a black suit on. I have a cool demon costume. Um, so I'll make sure I get some pictures of that. And then I've got some giant uh, stuffed 20 uh, D20s that I'm going to have in the back of my trunk. And then we're going to have some red lighting and some uh, a bunch of average Joe merchandise. So it should be a lot of fun. And, and the then new shirt that says, I like the meat. <laughs> Where's the meat? I'm going <laughs> to eat. <laughs> so- we'll eat meat for board games. Oh my god! I yeah, and you know I hear there's like a ton of diets out there that all you have to do is eat meat, and you lose a bunch of weight. So I mean, if that easy, I'd be skinny as all get out. I think I'm gonna do that. All I have to do is eat meat like 24 seven. So, <laughs> and yeah, I meat coma. yes, meat coma. That's that's how you lose the weight because you don't wake up. There, that's something like yeah. that. It's someone has to roll you because your you know bed sores and stuff like that. Yeah, but uh, and then we're going to do a a Halloween party after a Halloween game day, but we're going to do it like pandemic level (laughs) Halloween game day. We're going to do mask required. So I don't know what your (laughs) what your idea of a mask is, but do mask required. And we're only going to have like 10 people over. So the first 10 people that they're coming then and that's it so pretty sure my neighbors are are probably one of them because i just had these awesome people moving next door to me they just bought their first house and uh so we did this whole like maneuver around each other like i'm eyeballing them and they're eyeballing me like who's this weird freak next door and i'm just like hey new people (laughs) why does he have so many dice 
Yeah, well, and see, that's the thing is, like, I had this, I have, uh, like, Poker Boulevard on the side of my game door, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, Average Joe's HQ, like, total nerded up, and uh, um, so I go up and I introduce myself, I'm like, hey, I'm Joe, I'm your neighbor, I just figured it's about time I introduce myself, since I'm just, like, standing around staring at you guys, I'm like, I'm not gonna kill you, ha <laughs> sounds just like a killer would say yeah i'm like totally covering this up right now but it's all adam and ashley are uh our new neighbors but they're into board games and i'm like this is awesome this is the perfect kind of neighbor like they come over and play board games so excellent uh, i'm pretty sure they're coming over and he he already said that he's he's up for the extra life on the on the seventh so that's good yeah so Tom's getting replaced. <laughs> That's what happens, though. Yeah, hopefully he listens to this episode so I don't have to tell him in person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how'd you hear about being replaced? I listened to the podcast. I wasn't uh, on. Geez, Joe, thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I meant to edit that out. Uh, <laughs> LOL. That wasn't supposed to make it into the final cut. Yeah, no. No, I, I, I won't replace Tom anytime soon. He's fun. And, and as I was pointed out to yesterday to my buddy, uh, so I was just ma- I was making small talk with my buddy Randy. And, and uh, we were saying, you know, whatever happens if, if Tom decides to, to go to the other side with his other group and whatnot and he can't come over because it's a whole, <laughs> the whole politics of gaming crap oh, man. <laughs> we've got that going on in sioux falls so that's awesome it's like the ions versus the average joes and mm. and the whole uh there's uh his buddy john like hates my guts because of this whole extra life thing uh you know which is awesome to be hated for doing something nice for charity <laughs> so that's what I, yeah i mean if you're gonna hate somebody might as well be for uh charity yeah 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 he was a jerk <laughs> but anyway so we were like what happens if if uh tom ever decides that he just can't take the the stresses of going back and forth between all these different groups and i was like i don't know i guess i'll have to look for a different co-host i guess <laughs> I'm like what about you he's like "Ooh, don't take this the wrong way <laughs> but i don't think i could probably be your co-host because if i got picked on like tom does all the time he's like i'd hate you <laughs> <laughs> well at least you know <laughs> i was like I didn't really think I picked on Tom that much. He's like, oh, you do. You do. It's like, yeah. oh, that's just joking around, but okay. It's like average Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a kick out of that. I'm like, oh, okay, well, good to know that you're not <laughs> going to be replacing Tom because apparently I pick on people too much. Oh, well, well, it's, it's, it's entertaining and Tom doesn't complain. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm never really like grumpy or upset. I just I I like to poke. <laughs> that's no, what I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Did I pick on you too much this episode? No, not at all. Okay, I'll no, make sure no. to do that next time. Yeah. Note to self: pick harder. Yeah. yeah. Just tell him he's a failure about everything, and then drive down and kick him in the meat. There you go. <laughs> Got it. I want to eat all the meat. Yeah. Eat the meat. <laughs> eat the meat. <laughs> Oh, all right, man. Hey, I gotta go. Uh, all right, it's been a blast. We'll have to do this again for sure. Oh, totally. So, uh, good luck on the Kickstarter. Yep, thanks. And uh, if I don't talk to you before then, happy Halloween. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Leave you with a note. Next episode, we're doing it on a Friday. 
we're going to come up with, we want our listeners and obviously our guests, Adam, uh, to come up with a list of top 10 Halloween games. And we're going to release that on Friday night. So we're going right. to put a list together of the average Joe's top 10 Halloween games. All right. I'll think about it. Do your homework. Absolutely. That's right. You did something fun and now I'm sending you with homework. Oh man. I thought I was out of school. Nope. Nope. Average Joe's <laughs> cool. Eat the meat. Eat the meat. All right. right, Until next time, I'm Joe. And I'm Adam. All right. Good night. See ya. Extra Life was born. It just occurred to me that gamers should be able to do the things they love to help sick and injured kids as well. And so the funds that Extra Lifers raise can go to a variety of purposes in the local area at the local hospital. So maybe your extra $20 or your extra $50 goes to curing 87% of children with leukemia. 62 kids like me enter a children's hospital every minute. And I was one of those kids. You could save their life too. Play games, heal kids.
Yeah.